Hello and welcome to the Free Midfield Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children when one at birth was confined to a wheelchair and the other two discovered food have their say on the Premier League. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the year, isn't it? Nine days away from the Premier League start. It's the season opener, the Charity Shield, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Guys, what are your, what are your thoughts on this occasion? Um, oh, it's, it's, a, it's easy to say... Oh, it doesn't matter if it's only the, the community shield or the charity shield or whatever. But um, one thing it will show is how ready Arsenal are, how ready Chelsea are, how match fit they're going to be for the season. Uh, um, last year, Chelsea blew us away at the start. Will they be able to um, redo that next season? It's going to be a lot harder, I feel. The leagues are a lot more competitive from top to bottom now. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, um... I mean, I, I don't look too into it much, much into it because uh, last season um, Arsenal obviously hammered City and then they had a poor start of the league afterwards. But no, um, it's always it's always like a preseason friendly, I guess. It's just a case of getting some something in at the beginning of the season, this trophy, brief that's a first of winning kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see who takes it more seriously. Um, I think Arsenal fans will take it more importantly than um, Chelsea fans personally. But at the same time. A win is a win, a trophy is a trophy, so let's see who wins on Sunday. Yes, indeed. It's always the uh, trophy that almost never predicts the uh, the, ch- the championship winners, does it? And but, also, um, it's the, that trophy that nobody cares about unless you've won it. Yeah. And it's the only trophy that David Moyes can say he won at Manchester United. Sort of like the FA Cup as well. I, like, I love the FA Everybody Cup. Everybody should Every, love the FA, yeah. FA Cup. FA Cup's nice. It's, uh, yeah, yeah it's, one of, it's one of those things. If you grow up with football in the nineties, there's no reason why you should absolutely adore it. Uh, that, that's the that's the that's how it is right now. Oh, you, you don't win it unless it's the Premier League or Champions League. If you don't win it, it's like ah oh, well, you know it's a mini, it's a Mickey Mouse cup anyway. But yeah, if we win it, it's the biggest cup of the year. Well, the FA Cup this year is in North London, and we're going to start in North London. We're not with that team. We're going to start with their their main rivals. We're going to start with Tottenham. Uh, how they did in the league? They finished fifth with um sixty four points five. Goal difference, uh, 53 conceded, 58 scored. Uh, top goal scorer, of course, was Super Harry Kane with 21. Nasser Chadley on 11. Christian Eriksen on 10. Danny Rose on 3. Eric Dier on 2. And their assist numbers are as follows. Eric Lamella on 7. Uh, Nasser Chadley on 5. Harry Kane on 4. And Ryan Mason on 4 with Danny Rose on 3. Darren is dancing to the Nasser Nasser Chadley uh, chart. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe there is one. Not, not yet anyway. Yeah. Soon to come. Soon to come. Soon to come. Soon to come. Yeah. Guys, let's 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 talk about the uh, how Tottenham finished this year. Uh, Tottenham had a Tottenham season. Yeah, <laughs> that's, like, that's probably the best way to. That's about it. That's it. Can we move on um, to the next bit? No, no, no. no, 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 no let's keep. Let's keep the. Well, let's discuss. What 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 do you guys believe is a Tottenham season? Uh, Tottenham just, season is finishing fifth or sixth, and then like every five years or so. Finishing fourth and then having that dream one. Oh, they have to defend that once. So okay, it's not exactly a Tottenham thing, but um, no, it's frustrating because they're a good side, but they're just not as good as the teams that are above them every right. year. So which is confusing because they spent well, how much was it? Hundred uh, million? Not, well, not last year. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, money they, doesn't matter if you don't spend it well. Yeah, it's just, well, I, I still blame that on um, Baldini. Yeah, giving the. Um, drugs about to find those players and make those players and all that stuff. Um, I'm almost certain if they AVB do that, it's still be the job. But, um, it could, I mean, the director of football thing, in terms of not it working, it not working for Spurs. Um, I do believe it can work. I think clubs in England is used the wrong way. 
and I think Spurs use it the wrong way um, because clubs like in Italy and wherever Spain I mean, they tend to drop targets with the manager and then they go from there and let the rest of the world the president or whoever handle it in England they don't do it the right way they think it just doesn't work but at the same time for some members it didn't work this year they, I think they bought okay. I mean, they bought through some young players that were the best players of their season. Uh, Alex Pritchard's come Pritchard back coming into exactly. um, the first team. And now they've bought um, Wimmer in defence. Mm. They've bought Toby Alderweireld. So, they, they, I mean, it looks like they're improving the right areas. So, uh, let's see where they go. But I still think they'll finish before six oh, so again. Going back again. on your point on the director of football approach, um, it's worked for Southampton and Brentford are using it at the moment as well. They're doing pretty well with it. Um, so I think it's just it's taking a little bit longer for the Premier League yeah, to adjust to that sort certain of style. Use it, but I just think because Brentford and um, Southampton have more of a foreign influence in yeah. their backroom staff, whereas Levy is just British. Levy, yeah. Levy just Levy. And, and Levy, yeah, yeah. Levy's just Levy. So. Um, my definition of a Tottenham season is always being a step off the pace. But always feeling that you should be on the pace, and I feel that that's what Tottenham are. They're a team that always should be there or thereabouts, Champions League, but they're never quite there. They're never quite there because they're not giving it their all in certain competitions. They should be giving it their all in the Europa League, as we said before. I, I think, I and think, they don't. I think their fans will be a bit um, concerned or still be thinking how after they finished fourth that year and. Um, Went to the Champions League quarterfinals, or I think it was, or first knockout round. How they weren't able to push on from there because they had the the um the words gone, but you guys will know. They had the foundation. That, that's the one, yeah. The foundation to build on. You finish in top four. You've got good players. Obviously, eventually Modric and Bill were going to leave to Real Madrid. You don't say no to Madrid. But this is this is the thing with this is the this is the money there. they got. The money they got wasn't spent well enough to build on that. And the managers weren't given, well, one manager, in my, in my opinion, on AVB, wasn't given the right platform to build and his own sort of transfer policy. This is exactly why Tottenham struggle to build on that foundation, because when they get a lot of money from cash again over on their prized possessions, they just spend it horribly. I mean, um, with the Gareth Bale money, the only signings that have worked have been arguably Chadley and Christian Eriksen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paulinho is gone, Kapuma is gone, Chicharro is gone, Salvador is going or wants to leave. Adebayo is about to leave. Like, all, not that Adebayo was part of that signing, I don't think, but all of those other signings, other than those two, just didn't really work out. Um, Pochino spent his money though, he's, he's brought in Kino and Chipper as well that we didn't mention, but then now Spurs have four players that can play right back. I believe that they probably should have strengthened more in the middle of the park. I don't believe that. Mason and Bentaleb as a two in their 4-3-1 formation is going to get them on the top four. Who, who have they signed apart from those defenders? Have they signed anyone else? They've, they've signed... You want to go for uh, transfers so, right now? Um, Transfers in ins are Toby Alderweireld from Atletico Madrid, undisclosed free, um, Deli Ali, uh, Milton Keynes-Dons for 5 million, Kieran Trippier of Burnley, undisclosed, and uh, as you mentioned, Kevin Vimup from Cologne, uh, undisclosed free. Out so far are Kapu. He's gone to Watford. Uh, who? Paulinho's gone to China, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, Paulinho's gone to, um, excuse my um, pronunciation, Guangzhou. Guangzhou. Guangzhou like for yeah. 9.8 million. Um, Christian Cabellos has been released. Eunice Cabal to Sunderland, undisclosed. Benjamin, um, 
Benjamin Stambouli has gone to PSG for 6 million. Vlad Kirikas, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, to Napoli for 3.5. And Lewis Holtby has gone to HSV for an undisclosed fee. Yeah. I, wonder what, I wonder what they're going to do with Deli Alli. Um, I, I, I don't know. That, I mean, Pochettino likes to bring for youth, so I'm assuming he'll give him his chance to loan him out. In the centre of midfield as well. Yeah, along but, um, yeah with Bentaleb, maybe. Bentaleb, yeah, um, who, I, who I believe is better than Mason. Benson is, 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 I think, the better one of the two. Um, I'd be, I'm interested to see how Alex Pritchard, if if he gets a lot of time after going out. The, the only thing that concerns me is that it's not a bad thing because he's, he's young and you need to bring through young players. Mm-hmm. The only thing that concerns me is that, is that we're going to see Ericsson on the left again. I don't feel Ericsson's best position no, on no. the left, but I also, can my, we, can we... my team. So. Where is it though? Because... You say he's not his, his best position not on the left, but so, 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 that's an attacker we got like number ten. As um, they call he it. wasn't in the top five assist makers this year. Would, do you think um, that would improve if he was? Um, in I, I, I think he just he contributes a lot more goals, didn't he? This, this yeah. Um, Especially like the winter periods of the season, he was popping up with a few late goals. Yeah. There was a period where Spurs almost annoyingly just kept scoring in the last minute. It was either him or Harry Kane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, he did assist. He did. I don't think. Yeah. He didn't really assist, but. Um, no, I do think he'd be better. I remember his first season, he did assist quite yeah. a bit, and he was playing in the middle. So, um, I think it'll be better to play him there. Also, Tottenham had a bit of an up and down season this year. I think they were dragged through the mill and through the mud because of Harry Kane. If it wasn't for them, for, for him, sorry, then they would have a much worse season. Um, still, still about Harry Kane. Yeah. So, 21 goals this year, four assists. Is this going to be a standout season, or is it, or is this going to launch him yeah, this, into the big time? This will be the season that defines him, really. Yeah, exactly. Because he had a great first season, um, and considering he started in November, and which people forget a yeah. lot when it comes to Harry Kane. And I meant last year. Last year was last year going to be a standout season, or is this year going to launch? That's this is this is the year that's yeah. going to define him. Because um, yeah, um, but I like he's a different type of striker to the ones that I guess prevail in this sort of generation of football, which I, I like. He can hold the ball up better than most strikers. And um, he's also like a, a poacher. There's not many poachers yeah. in the game. I like I like a poacher. He reminds me of, not because he's as good, but he, he just reminds me of okay. Pippa Rezaghi. I don't know. Or like, he just like, shoulder, so. always, always in the right space in the, in the box to, to slip out a chance. Yeah, he's got that sort of um, off the ball movement. Yeah. He knows where to be, right place at the right time. Not necessarily the quickest, like in Zagi either, yeah. but it was always finding space for himself to create I mean, chances. I saw, I saw his preseason goal. He scored in the last game against M- MLS All Stars, wasn't it? Yeah, and that, that, I mean, so it shows he's got quality. It just maybe he just has to be in the next season. But if he does do well, then it'd be great. To see. If Kane gets fifteen goals plus this season, he's the real deal. In my opinion. Uh, yeah, maybe. Probably. Because yeah. a lot of people are banking on second season syndrome to hit him. Yeah. Those of which aren't fans of Tottenham or Harry Kane yeah. Are, yeah. Are, are banking on second season syndrome. They're just, they're just but if he does do well and their defence does stay strong, then they can try and get a top four position. How likely he is, in my opinion, not very likely. But go for it. Also, I feel Always like go for it. a problem with, with Spurs is um, their wingers. Like... You never know what type of Lamella is going to turn up. You never know what they're going to do with Chadley in terms of where they want to position him. Uh, he moved further in, in field towards the latter end of last season. He did well in spite of that. Though, he did well, yeah, he did well in spite of that. But it's just like, you look at Chelsea, I'm not comparing the two teams. Um, 
in terms of quality, but what separated Chelsea from everybody else is the, the stability in terms of team selection. They kept the same core, they didn't mess around with positioning or anything else. I don't, I don't I'm a big fan of Lamella, but he just hasn't. This I don't think they can. I don't think they can sell him. So I feel I think, like he's I too think, ponderous on the ball. I think this year, but the thing that's thing was in um in the league he was playing, and he had a lot more time on the ball. Yeah. Um, in this sort of league, it's much more quicker. Um, tempo's quicker, and he hasn't built on his um his strength. Strength is a big thing for him. You have to have some sort of strength around about you. Um, the best players in the league have have a great balance or are strong. Mm. So um. He hasn't. I mean, at the same time, he, I haven't really seen him get that chance in the Premier League where he starts a lot of the games. Consistently. He doesn't. Yeah. Consistently That's because well. of how inconsistent a player he is. Yeah, he reminds me a lot like that. It is, but at the same time, inconsistent players can only get better when you give them that platform to play on. If you keep dropping him because he has one bad game, every player's gonna have a bad game between now and then. You just have to give him that confidence. Maybe his confidence is shut down. That's what I think, personally. But I hope this year he can shine through. Cause I really do like him. I've always liked him. Always. Always liked him, it seems. Always, always. Yeah. Yeah, always. Michael, thumbs up on Lamella. I think is what we can say from that. And uh, we're going to go to rumour mill. Um, is the, will we give a thumbs up to Daniel Levy's policy? Um, he seems he, to have he, changed he, it. He, you say that, but um, this year he's, uh, he says he, he expects Tottenham to do all their transfers, all their transfer dealings, dealings at the end of the window. Is that a smart policy? He does no. that. He does that all the time. I don't know why he's trying to say that. Oh, I expect them to do. You do all the time, so don't. Just, there's no point of him coming out with that statement. That's what Spurs do all the time. They wait till the last bit of the transfer window. They're like, okay, let's get this guy. It's wrong because, in my opinion, the earlier you sign your players, bring them onto the preseason to get into the um, cohesion, team cohesion within that team. Yeah. It works better instead of bringing them on the last day and then rushing them in. So they have to because you remember like. Footballers have to go into a new team, meet new people, meet a new style of play. And you're rushing that if you're trying to sign people in the last day. Um, I've always always thought a team that's the most organised of the teams that get their transfers done in the first month or two of the transfer window. Let's look at Chelsea. They knew what they wanted. Fabregas in. Um, Costa in. Very quickly. Yeah. Draw them into the squad and they just find a way yeah, to leave. Exactly. Obviously, Tottenham are not on that level, but it helps. It helps. If a team's gonna build, especially when they when they bring in uh, a number of new players, they need to get them in early so that they can settle them as quickly and as effectively as possible. I I I'm all for the drama of the transfer that day, but as as a football team, I would hate to see the team I support having to rush around doing all their business on the last day. Personally, if you're going to sign a player on the last day, I'd prefer that you've been going after the player for a long time and then it, 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 it dragged on to that day but you managed to get it done rather than, you know, oh, the last day now, let's try and get these deals because you give every double team every right to just say, oh, you really want this player? It's the last day, you're going to have to give us a lot of money then. Exactly. Simple as that. When it comes down to Daniel Levy playing F football manager, <laughs> he's certainly... Like click, clicking the option of take part on a transfer deadline yeah. day. And anyway, other rumours are Southampton are happy with the Alder um, Vero deal that we touched on in the last episode. Uh, inquiries around Balassi have been made, touched on the last episode again. Adebayor loan deal to Aston Villa is almost near completion, if not done, by the time that you're listening to this episode. Um, Abamyang, uh, yeah. uh, Arsenal and Tottenham targets happy, happy at Dortmund. 
And uh, Tony Pulis has praised um, Spurs target Berahino's conduct during these um, this transfer window. He sacked his agent, in other words. Thank you for sacking your agent. Essentially, it was Sterling's agent as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's why he got the praise from Tony Pulis. A- a- agents are devils. Simple as that. Well, they're not called agents anymore. They're called intermediaries, in- intermediaries right now. Oh, that's what the FA have uh, oh, wow. new policy have brought in. Oh, Let's talk about Spurs manager. I think we touched on him a bit. Mauricio Pochettino. Good first season? Alright. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because... He just jumped into I, that realm of other tunnel managers that finished fifth. Yeah. In my opinion. And also, realistically, that was where Tottenham were going to finish. Like, I, like, as good as Harry Kane was last season, and as good as Tottenham can be on their day, there were other teams better than them in the league. And it, and it showed... I don't know how much more they could do under this current sort of like wheel of instability in terms of their managers because it seems to be going through every, like by yearly. They need to be less concerned with um, finishing above Arsenal. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's not happening. And they so, <laughs> is that Pochettino's fault or is that the fans' demands? I always think it's the fans' demands. The fans don't really demand that in the sense that they don't. I think it's Levy's demands. They don't talk about it. Levy, I think, is a bit upset that. No matter how much money he's spending, he spent a lot of money. He spent a lot of money. They can't finish above Arsenal, even when they finished fourth. Arsenal finished third, so or second or whatever it was. So forget about that. Focus on getting the top four and then go from there. Progress. You get better. You challenge those teams that are above you. One day you might finish above Arsenal. Until then, forget about it. Are you also feel like they're they're trying to go about getting into the Champions League spot completely the wrong way for the type of team they are. The Europa League is Tottenham's level and their team is good enough to go far if they give it 100%. If they give it 100% and go into the Champions League through that and do well in the Champions League, say get through the group stages and say maybe get knocked out in the first round, then it all opens their eyes to a new load of players that can improve their squad. But they want to do it the domestic way, which I don't think their squad is good enough to do yet. But the Europa League is always there for Tottenham to do well in. But I, I, it frustrates me when I see that they don't take the, um, take that competition seriously. They took that competition last year to train up and give minutes to uh, younger players. That's how Harry Kane ended up making his um, Premier League appearances because he just kept scoring goals in the Europa League, which is proof that we're taking it as a secondary competition because before him making his um, Premier League starts, it was because of his Europa League exploits. Well, Champions League seems to be a prize and uh, an illustrious one at that. A team that did finish in top four, though, was Manchester United. We're going to go over to them now. Oh, what was that a sigh? Yeah, an exasperated sigh. Exasperated sigh. Well, we're going to finish, uh, finish fourth, uh, 70 points, plus 25 goal difference. Conceded 37, uh, scored 62. Top goal scorer. This year and assist makers are as follows: Wayne Rooney with 12 goals, Robin van Persie with 10, Juan Mata on 9, Mauro and Fellaini on 6, and Ander Herrera on 6. Damn, shaking his head. And the top assist men or the top assist man was uh, Angel Di Maria on 10. <laughs> couldn't make it up, could you? you uh, really couldn't make Wayne up. Wayne Rooney <laughs> is on 5, Ashley Young is on 5, and Juan Mata, a special one, on 4. Juan Mata. Juan. <laughs> Juan Mata. Um, 
if Michael doesn't mind, I'd like to. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, you seem stressed, so go ahead. Right, so I don't like, even need to ask the questions. Just go straight into it. I've got multiple gripes with Manchester United, and as a fan of theirs, um, I'm going to be quite harsh on them because I, I was brought up in the era where we were always challenged, we were always a threat where there was a fear factor around Old Trafford. In two years, it's gone. And, um, it's a beautiful era now, isn't it? Yeah, well, for you. Yeah. Um, what I don't understand from the backroom staff point of view is the consistent injury crisis that we tend to have in our defensive areas and how it's not being sorted out and how at one point during the season Carrick always has to play emergency centre-back or we have to switch our formation to three at the back because of injuries. It's frustrating that we've not sorted that out for starters. Secondly... The brand of football United played last year is not the way that I'm used to watching them play football. It's the Fellaini way. It's the the thing is, Van Gaal's proved he doesn't even want to play that way himself by buying enough midfielders to make sure he doesn't see the starting eleven when everybody's fully fit. Um, which just proved that our players out wide were underperforming. We had to play one matter quite or Manchester United had to play one matter out wide quite a lot this season because Angel Di Maria was in and out of the team like Carlos of Ashley Young for some reason being able to beat him to the team sheet as well um, Angel Di Maria who won the decima last year couldn't get a starting berth at United after having uh, despite having 10 assists um, we had well, Manchester United had um, three different formation changes they went from 3-5-2 um, 4-4-2 diamond to 4-3-3 and we just couldn't settle. We was not a very consistent team in terms of our team sheet. The best thing about Manchester United this season, gone, I think, was the emergence of Paddy McNair. Uh, the fact that Manchester United got a Champions League football again, um, which I don't think Man United are happy with. I think that, that is the, like, the bare minimum for a team of Manchester United is to be in the Champions League. Uh, I don't think they were celebrating for. I think they want to build on that as proof of how much they've spent and how they've spent it in key areas. Um, also, tend to believe that um, I think Van Gaal has his favourites and tends to not pick players that should be playing. For example, Valencia right back and Rafael, where it's quite clear to every United fan that Rafael was a far superior right back, but he's not getting game time. Daily Blind playing at DMF, we're playing physical teams, just ends up in my United being overrun. It was clear in the Everton game where James McCarthy was just tearing him to, sh- to shreds, losing that game 3 0. Um, Manchester United also got, got sussed out quite, off, like, quite often by a team that just sat back and made them play narrow football. This is Manchester United that was synonymous on their wingers, synonymous with getting the ball out wide and whipping the ball into box. We had um, strikers like Falcao, Van Persie, and Rudy, none of them got 20 goals, which is a farce, to be honest. Like three world class strikers and none got 20 goals. Absolute farce. Wayne Rooney having to drop into semi field was a farce as well. Um, I'm going to let Michael say because I'm, I'm taking quite a lot of time talking about money that I'm clearly not happy in the way they've done it. I expect them to do much better um, this, this coming season. Any positives, Michael? Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, in terms of talking about finishing fourth, anyone I'm disappointed with are those fans that say, we were expected to finish fourth. You don't spend sixty million on Angel Di Maria. You don't loan Falcao. You don't buy whoever else we bought that year. 
and say, oh, yeah, Fourth's okay. Um, Fourth has never been okay for Manchester United. I thought you were going to let Michael speak. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Come on back. Um, I'll give I'll give a couch kill shot later anyway because he does have the, the magical things. We'll talk about it later. So it's, it's but, back um, to Man United. You know, I have to give that little thing. But uh, no, no, um, it is. It's it's annoying because if you're a Man United fan, proper United fan, you you'll know that under Sir Ferguson, finishing third was the minimum that ever happened. Anyway, he was awful during his during his era in the Premier League as Manchester United manager. So first, second, or third. And third only happened when um. Arsenal came invincible and Chelsea then went under Mourinho and went after their two years of totally tearing up the Premier League. Yeah. After that, but Tasman was building the young squad and then they started finishing first again. So obviously you finished some of the season before. Absolute shocking. And then um this season, fourth, new manager, new players, all that stuff. Now you've gone and bought a whole new set of midfielders. Um You've got one, well, you've got two strikers and one young one coming through. Uh, the defence is still poor. Um, obviously, that was proven by PSG and the incompetent defending. The hair doesn't look like he wants to play for Manchester United. So, you know, as much as we say, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to go for free next season. If he doesn't like he doesn't want to play, then just let him go. negotiate yeah. a deal with Madrid quickly. Let him go there. And then if you want to give Romero that number one berth, or you want to still get one more goalkeeper, do it. There's still issues there because at the end of the day, no matter how much you bought Shadlin, Matt, um, Depay, Schweinsteiger, all Damian. these players for, Damian's good. He's a good saying for right back. I like him. He's proven to be a very competent, but that's preseason. Now Premier League's come. That's different. Um, the central the centre back is an issue. Yeah. Because Evans, I'm just gonna say his name first. I want to get out of the way. He's trash. Trash is the Evans, correct word for Evans, him. Evans, I think, is on his way out as well. well. He should be, but I don't know who will buy him. Or be silly enough to buy it for money anyway. Um, maybe Everton. Um, Jones is he should have been much better than this. Jones Smalling um, Smalling is well. now coming into his sort of stride, but is about four years late. And uh, Shaw's young. Um, Rojo. Let's see what he'll do this season. Last season was to adapt. Now this season, see what he does. Daily Vincent are back. I don't even want to mention that. So um, the only positive I can take from it is um. Good season for De Gea. De Gea, yeah. yeah. And um, Fellaini. Uh, uh, I know you don't know. He uh, saved you quite a few times. Uh, yeah, but what, 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 what I'm, Fellaini I'm, is? I'm, I'm, as well as he played last season, what Fellaini is is the might, figurehead to the type of football that many United fans don't want to be watching. You no, know, I might, I might be just be silly in it, but I, I refuse to praise Fellaini or anything because I never even went into Germany United in the first place. So you know, I'm just gonna keep that to. I'm going to keep that open and keep it in there. If you think I'm wrong to criticise him, that's absolutely fine. But hey, I don't like him. The lady, um, as I said, is the figurehead yeah, of the type of football that Manchester United don't want to play. Yeah. And also, I think I'm worried that Manchester United are going to go for the same um, uh, Let's put it this way. I, I've said to people that um, I think, personally, that no, you're not saying anyone right now because Adidas would want their side under their, their deal, their brand so that's a big thing in football at the end of the day they that's want the money we've got coming through them so they'll probably say you know we'll give you the money i mean they're giving main that 75 million a year so they've also got money to throw to manchester united to burn. exactly yeah. so you know probably that's, that's probably that might be what's happening but i won't be surprised if he sticks with Vincent about which will be very very worrying 
then he played against Harry Kane at uh, back. Would be Harry, some... Harry Kane. Harry Kane. You're about Diego Costa. How about even Giroud? Giroud would bully him. Tottenham is our first. It's Manchester United's first, first game. First oh, yeah, first game. But you know, Marshall's just going to the big boys. Yeah, big I boys, mean, you know. like, I would have preferred from a completely neutral stance. Kurt Zuma at centre back instead of Daily Daily Blind. Well, Kurt Zuma's not happy because Chelsea. And that's the thing. That's Chelsea's backup. Chelsea's oh, backup yeah, is yeah. Kurt Zuma. That's my Chelsea. Yeah, that's my Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, to be fair, yeah. But anyway, move on. Oh, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna keep with Manchester United. Or something that might raise we, the spirits in here. We are a Manchester United fans. We're just expecting that we know what our, our Manchester United should do as a club, and they haven't quite got there. Van Gaal's got a big job on, and I think he knows it as well. He's bought he's he, Van Gaal's bought in some backup. He's bought in some big names with him. Uh, what if we start off with the the big transfer of the of the this window so far? Bastian Schweinsteiger from Bayern Munich for fourteen million. Uh, Morgan Schindelin or Schneiderlin, however you want to say it, from uh, Southampton, Barnes Scores Free. Sergio Romero from Sampdoria, goalkeeper on a free. Memphis Depay, the right spot, the youth, for uh, the Dutch youth man who absolutely tore up the World Cup like, two weeks last year. Yeah. Yep. Getting my years now. Uh, born for PS3, Undisclosed Free. Uh, Matteo Damian from Torino, their right back for 12 million. Outs seems to be getting rid of. Quite a lot of Deadwood. Anderson has gone to International for free. Tom Cleverley to Everton for free. And Angelo Henriquez. Um, he wasn't even given a chance. Wasn't given a chance, no. Yeah. For, to uh, Dinamo Zagreb for an undisclosed fee. Saidi Yanko to Celtic for undisclosed fee. Will Keane, Preston Offend on a loan. Robin Van Persie's gone to Penabachi, surprisingly, for an undisclosed fee. Tom Thorpe, unassigned players, so he's been released. I'm starting to lose breath here because of all the players that you've uh, got rid of. Uh, Nani has gone to put a back shape on underscore three. And finally, thank God I can breathe, Ben Amos has gone to Bowen for free. Good signings in. A lot of Deadwood out. Um, so, you know, Which should mean let, a happy Michael. Let, happy let, 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 let me just um, bring a little bit of annoyance here because a certain guy that gained weight has gone back to his country. He's lost the weight and he's in top form right now. I, I watch Brazilian football, so I'm not going to let him get away with it. Anderson, listen. You were good when you first came, and you gained weight, and you lost all your form. It's taken you what two months to lose that weight and hit top form. I don't, I, did, did something go wrong? Maybe he wants to make his family proud of Brazil. He could even make them proud of Manchester United. Possibly, but and maybe he didn't like, want to. This is this is very Diego I, for that. Okay, maybe I said like, <laughs> to be fair, he did win Premier League obviously, so he just for well, well, why not? But you know, no, no. Apart from that, no, um, he got rid of the players that weren't really gonna do anything. Um, I'm not sure. I'm happy with the way the Van Persie transfer was dealt in the sense that it wasn't even announced by the club. Yeah. Or he was showing some disrespect. Considering he came first season, he was the best player. Yeah. Quite he, easily. His goals gave Manchester United the 20th title. They fostered the midfield, which is important because last season, when really in midfield again, was just no. shocking to watch. Um, he shouldn't be there. Um, a good winger coming in in Depay. He's very good. I've raved about him for about a year. So um, I'm interested to see how he does. That's about it for me. He needs um, just try to keep the hay off, I guess. But if he doesn't want to play, get rid of him. What I, what I think is is quite uh, a shock for quite a few Manchester United fans is um is Tom Thorpe being released as he was um, the captain for the under twenty one team that was doing very well. But then playing and they're coming through and him not really getting a chance in the first team. Um, 
Also, what I think is interesting, if you look at the team that um, got slaughtered by MK Dons, and you look at the, the players from that 11 who are either starting now or have left for United, you see a lot of them no longer play for Manchester United anymore. Van Gaal, for one thing, is absolutely ruthless. If he's not getting 100% from you, if he's not believing that you can benefit the team, he will get you out. No sentimentality attached. Everybody thought that Van Persie was going to be Teflon as soon as Van Gaal came in. One season, he thought Van, ba- uh, Van Persie's not doing it enough for me. He's going to go. Just yeah. like that. Victor Valdez refused to play until he was game. Now he's, he's getting chopped up. Just like that. That's one thing that Van Gaal is, is great for. That's one reason why I think Man United will, will do better this year. I'm not going to say they're going to win anything, but they will do better because he's not going to take anything other than 100%. It's um it's very very clear what Man United need to strengthen. Um, they need one strike. They want one, one young striker, youngest striker, and one or two centre backs. And I believe that Man United have from that would have the strength to to go on further, maybe challenge for some titles like properly. Um, whether these people actually happen, we'll see. Comes to see. Well, we've heard that we're gonna try and get Pedro and Otamendi. Uh, but it's also been touted that we're going to lose Angel Di Maria, who got 10 assists, even though they play, got a lot of our creative spark went through him. It's sort of like one step forward and one step back with that particular transfer, because I do believe, despite his misgivings, that a fully fit on form Angel Di Maria would be easily matched as best player on the pitch. That's, that's, uh, that's one opinion. Do you agree with that, Tom? Just say yes. Uh, I'm, I'm just very, very annoyed that um, we're losing the top assist of the guy. But, no, you know, um, let's just see what happens next season. Demir is probably likely to leave, but if any, let's see if anyone can find him first. And um, De Gea, I don't know where he's... He's, probably, he's eventually going to end up in Madrid, whether that's yeah. this year or not, next year, who knows. But, um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to leave everything from... Um, well, now I am anyway. Trying to leave everything that happened before at uh, last season. Let's just see what happens this season. With some new ch- new changes, more players, a lot of money spent again. So let's see if I how can um pull something out of bring something out of the bag or let's see what the team can do. Let's go to the rumors then. Uh, Philip Lahm says that Thomas Muller to That's Man United could be a possibility. That's never happening. But Bayern Munich said that he's not for sale. So mixed messages out of that's that camp. absolutely they, never they, happened. They rejected £100 million. Pounds, so, yeah. That's absolutely never happened. Oh, no, £100 million. Euros. Okay, no, so that's, that's, that's not happening then. Yeah. Yeah, um, we spoke about Di Maria to PSG. is looking very likely, um, especially after LBG finding £300,000 for not turning up to the tour. Imagine America. if you did that for your actual job. Like, imagine if you thought, no, nah, I can't be asked coming in. We can't be asked I'm just, just going to not even tell them where I am. You'd be out the door. Like footballers really need to realise how good a life they have it at times. And they should really take their career seriously. Does that annoy you? Um, yeah, with some. As a as a fan though. As a as, 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 as fans, does that annoy you? It would annoy me anyone, really. You're given an opportunity, especially considering you're a footballer, you're earning quite a bit of money. Um, I mean, be, I'll do it with any job, really, but yeah. I mean, just not saying anything. Not turning up, not getting on the plane, not calling anyone saying you can't do this. I mean, Rojo couldn't make it, but that's for his passport issue, so he wasn't allowed to enter into the US. That's different. Yeah. At least he says that. At least that's proven. We've just 
gone AWOL. You want to get your move, but instead of acting the right way, maybe just come in training. Because it's clear that he wants to go to Madrid at some point. He's been professional. But he's been professional, but yeah. he's gone. He's trained. He's playing games. He's not crying about it. Do the same thing. Eventually, you'll get your move. The more professional that you are, the more likely they'll be like, you know what, we respect that. So there you can go. Otherwise, man, that would make it very, very difficult for you. They signed you for £60 million. Do you think they're going to say, oh, you know what, let's let him go easily? Of course not. Also, let's take the money out of it for a second. Millions of, millions of people would love to have the, the talent that these footballers have. And it's, it's, it's a great thing that they do have that talent. And they should be thankful that they have it. And to... Basically, just throw your toys out the frame. Throw your toys out the frame. Just disrespect your current employers that have thrown a record amount of money at you because they believe in your abilities. Yeah, it's nothing other than disrespectful. Yeah, just be professional. There, you're employed by them. You're paid. They're paying yeah. you. So Pay just like with any, just like with any job, turn up for what you're supposed to do. I understand Di Maria's circumstances. I understand why he would prefer move away from Old Trafford with the burglary, with his family being there and stuff, but. That's not Manchester United's fault, and you should respect Manchester United in spite of what's happened. Oh, other rumours are that uh, Luis Enrique has said that Pedro's decision to move is completely up to him. That's happening. Man United have joined the race to sign Everton defender John Stones, a rival, r- rivalry, rivaling Chelsea, of course. And um, oh, the biggest saga, the biggest Manchester United saga for the past two years, of course, is. <laughs> joke. Is it? Okay. Maybe not. I'm taking piss. Um, is uh, David Gea here? Um, will he stay? That is the question. Um, Benita Benita says he's unsure on him, confusing me so. But I'd say Madrid uh, acting like a crazy yeah. ex, aren't ben- they? Benitez doesn't run the club, so I don't know why he's talking for. He should yeah. just shut up. He knows Perez wants him. <laughs> That's what. And his wife, his wife should concentrate on these. I can't believe you said that. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. I love, I love bad people. They really don't like each other, them too. Oh, no, I mean, let's be honest, though. Uh, for his wife to talk, your, your husband went to the club in Italy after Mourinho and totally turned them to what they are now. So Destroyed them. Yeah, and then Napoli, he, he turned Napoli into something else as well. And then, well, him and Higuain. So, you know, shut up and, yeah, go on with it. But that's another topic. Back it? to the gear, though. Yeah, the gear. The, the gear. Like I said, they were... They ruled you the kind of acting like an ex-girl, an ex-girlfriend that just isn't quite over them. Yeah. He, he will end up in Madrid at some yeah, point. Just, they just need to get it easy. The he call, will, they're going to get him regardless. So. Yeah, the call for Real Madrid for Spurs players is is so strong that I don't think any would deny it. Like, would never deny it. Do you, do you see a scenario where De Gea stays? The only, what, long term? Yes. The, no, only, no. the only, only way he can stay long term is if Madrid... Um, go through with their earlier statement of if we don't get the hair we're going to sign uh, Leibniz Cruising goalkeeper Bert Leno that's the only way right now they've given um, Navas number one but then it's easy to change that next season I mean, they've bought in Kiko Casir as well haven't they yeah and he's either going to be a backup or if he perform number one who knows but point being they're going to get the hair at some point I firmly believe that but also, the only way the hair won't leave is if they sign another goalkeeper and they say this is our man also, Apart the guy wants to leave not just for footballing reasons, and I think more importantly, the reason why he wants to leave is because of football um, circumstances away from football, and um, that's something that is frustrating for football fans. But realistically, can't do anything about. 
And I do believe that's got a lot of reasoning behind why he wants to go. And understandably so as well. Will De Gea's departure damage United? Yep, we can. Do you know how long it took yeah, for Manchester United to replace Peter Schmeichel? Did yeah. it really effectively replace him until Edward Van der Sar? In my opinion, there's only two goalkeepers better than him right now. That's Neuer and um, Courtois. And uh, I think Czech's on level um, playing field, but then he's from Arsenal, so he's out of the window. So you're only going to sign, in my opinion, a worse goalkeeper, unless there's a goalkeeper out there that's as good that I don't know of. The only goalkeeper goalkeepers, I think, could... Um, Fill the gap. I'm not saying be better than, but fill the gap very, very well. Is um, Hugo Louis, who's broke his wrist, who's out injured for a bit, and Tostegan, who's just absolutely unavailable. Um, so it's it's quite difficult. The goalkeeper market's not flourishing at the moment, but I would like Man United to return to signing another young goalkeeper. So should that goalkeeper's good. Yeah. So should that. Yeah, so should that. Oh, really? Yeah, he's very good. I don't know, yeah. but again, I don't know. I, I was thinking really on Matip yeah. Herring from Genoa. This whole, may not want to sign world-class, big-name players, so that's not going to happen. Also, that's another gripe for me from Manchester United. I don't think they really know what their transfer um, policy is. No, it's, it's quite simple. Galacticals. But... That's it. But then we want to... Galacticals. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, what, that's what's being called. <laughs> okay. But then we want to... We want to... Still bring in the the young players away now. There's some other this was bringing through, oh, no, no, um, no, you know. which Arsene Wenger's actually said something about, hasn't he? No, yeah, he, he, he's he was half right. He was half right because he's questioning the policy. He's questioning it, but he's half right. But you know, at the same time, he's he's right in the sense that we are spending a lot of money trying to bring in big players. At the same time, he's wrong because Man are still bringing through youth, evidently from last season. And also, what makes it worse is that Arsene Wenger's Arsenal, and I'm, this is not a dig, this is a fact. Last minute has quoted. Um, Manchester United beat them with Paddy Manero and Tyler Blackett on the pitch and James Wilson came on and this is away at the Emirates so he saw that first time that youth are still there the youth are still but, doing a job for United let's, let's just see what happens with United this season let's just see yeah. oh, since that we've been discussing Arsenal right now I don't think I need to segue into it no? I did that on purpose thank you very much yeah. you made my job very easy just much easier we'll, we'll discuss Arsenal now um Finished third in the league, one place higher than Manchester United. Just saying, just saying. That's fact. Rafa Benitez quoted. I will walk away from this podcast. <laughs> Seventy-five points uh, gained, thirty-five conceded. Oh, thirty-five goal difference. Um, thirty-six goals conceded, seventy-one scored. Their top goal scorer this year is unsurprisingly the the boy wonder Alexis Sanchez. Uh, on 16, Olivier Giroud in close second with 14, Santi Carzola on 7, Aaron Ramsey with 6, Phil Walcott with 5 assists are as follows as well, Santi Carzola with 11, Alexis Sanchez with 8, Aaron Ramsey with 6, and Mesut Ozil with 5. Can I, I've got a stat regarding Ozil, and this is going to get me a lot of like hatred. It's not going to get you a lot, I think if, if it's the stat, I'm, I know... It's coming. I don't think it's... What, the Branislav Ivanovic one? No. Branislav Ivanovic has matched or beaten Ozil for goals for the last two years of abouts. That will get you a lot of hatred. Why would you bring up... I'm going to bring up another stat because this is the Arsenal fan. Uh Uh-oh. Ozil has created 140 chances since he has been here. Only six 
or not six, I'd say 14 have been uh, have been scored. So there you go. Ozil is creating the chances. He just hasn't got a striker. That, that's not what I was saying. Yeah, but, but the fact of the matter is Ozil's good. Let's talk about Arsenal. Yeah, he's, he's more than good, mate. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm not silly. He, <laughs> okay. He's a great player. I'm just saying Brad just scored more goals in the last right, before, before we go into your Arsenal property, can I just say that Alexis Sanchez is better than Hazard? Okay. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, go on. Well, 16 goals. At Michael Kojo, I'll say. Yeah, at me. What are you going to say about at me? Come on, why, why, why did you say that? Because... It's a big statement. It's a big statement because I'm saying this right now. Um... So we're talking about Hazard's development. Hazard has become a better player this year, but in terms of his contributions and goals and assists and all that, because since people like to throw our stats a lot in football, he hasn't improved from last season. Check the stats. Same goals, same assists. He hasn't that improved that much. He dribbles more. Yeah, fantastic. That's what Tristan fans like to throw around. Oh, yeah, why is he better than Hazard? Because he takes on more players. Yeah, Hazard, um, Sanchez came in his first season. How many goals did he score? 16. 16. How many assists has he got? Eight. There you go. First season. Hazard. If, if, you, if you don't mind, well, I've, got, I've got this. Yeah, okay, we'll go back to them later. We'll, we'll check them. Can you say Hazard, please? Now, Hazard, 14 you... goals, 9 assists. Okay, cool. So, oh, it's, it's very close. It's very close. It's very close. But that's this is the league we're talking about. You're talking about the overall contribution. Hazard uh, has left him behind. And that's an absolute fact. Now, now there are people, people will disagree I with me. Agree. Darren disagrees with me. That's fine. <laughs> I, me personally, I watch, I watch both players and I see. Sanchez as a better player. That's not a big gap as a better oh. player. But I think he's a better player. I really people, don't people, know. People will come at me at that because I know Hazard is I don't think Hazard's better, but I don't think it's a big gap. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say he's miles better than Hazard. Hazard is a fantastic player. But I think Sanchez is just that big. But I find basically I find it absurd that people try to compare with Messi and Ronaldo every now and then. I find it completely I think absurd. people want to be able to compare a player they have to those two. It's like People want to compare their midfielder to Paul Scholes. Everybody wants to compare their, no, be- no. their best players to players that have defined a generation or a team. No, don't compare them to aliens, is my point. Yeah, well, Those two are... They're completely... Yeah, they're gone. So, I mean, compare them to other players like... I mean, you can do like Neymar, Bale, that's fine. That's a, but aliens... Yeah, no, we're no, never so. going to see a Messi and Ronaldo again. That's my point. That's my point. So don't compare them to those two. But let's let's go to Arsenal. Let's go back to Arsenal. So um, well, we've clearly touched on Alexis Sanchez. Let's go to Olivier Giroud. Fourteen goals. Is he the striker to fight Arsenal to the league? Look, this is the thing with Olivier Giroud. For what you've got, you've got a fantastic deal. I think. For what we paid. Yeah. His contribution has been very good. You, for, you, uh, for what? For what? Ars- this is what they need to. Ride themselves whenever they feel like going on that anti Giroud month, which does happen. Um, is you got him for a snippet of what he's probably going for now. Um, so for what you've got, you've got a very, very good strike on your hands. He's got more goals than any United strikers. We're about Percy Falcon Wayne, really. Giroud is actually very good, more trophies as well. Um, well, not let's, entire career. No, this year. Not this year. I think. Let's not do trophies. Let's 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 not do this. I think until you win the Champions League, or win a Premier League, or win the like, Premier League. Like, how many years? Then, no, no, like, I'm just saying, this year he's got more 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 goals. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's, that's a truth. Once again, fact. That's fact. Yeah, that's fine. You want to go into comparisons between the two clubs and certain players in the clubs. It's, it's a no I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure when 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 Rudy goes to Bern and looks at his Champions League medal, he's okay with the fact that Olivier Giroud scored more goals than last year. 
back to Arsenal. Um, in a more positive light. No, um, no, no, Arsenal. Okay, maybe not then. No, 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 no. Arsenal, because I, 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 I respect Arsenal. It's just a case of the whole Giroud thing. You know what? He, he, for 12 million, he's done pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, but what you've got, you've got so, very... Uh, but, to be, but to be fair to Arsenal fans, I don't think their gripe is that he's not good enough in terms of Arsenal quality. He's not good enough to win them the league comparing to, like, the Costas or whoever's won the league in the past. Yeah, but Arsenal need more than that to win the league. They do win more than that. Where I think they've addressed very, very well is Czech, 100%. Um, I think Gabriel is good. He's had He's been here six months now, so, hasn't he? So, now it's the chance to now... Adapt a bit well, he, he, he should have learned a bit of the language. Now. I mean, that was yeah, one of the reasons why I didn't play. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, French and Spanish isn't too different. And um, to my understanding, Cristiano does speak quite good French because he's French. I'd assume so. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. So um, <laughs> so no, I mean, they can have that sort of that barrier isn't as strong for the man. Obviously, he's got you've got a manager that's fluent fluent in uh, so many languages. Yeah. But, um, the most intelligent. I mean, but of course, Eng- English is the most important because you still got your English, uh, British midfielders in front of you. And you, have to, you have to be able to communicate with the whole team. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I think it'll be okay next, next season. Um, I think the defence is alright. I think we still need one left back, just because I don't think Gibbs and Morel are. No, they're not. They're not going to win you. Um, I like Coquelin. Maybe one more defensive midfielder. Maybe to challenge him, or maybe one else that's better, that's better than him. Who knows? But you've got a great midfield. You've got a great, yeah. great midfield. Arsenal have. Probably the best midfield for creating chances that you would like to yeah. watch on a YouTube Ozil, video. Santi. Yeah. Like, the only person that I, I hope doesn't get injured this year and gets his, to show his real class, in my opinion, is um, Wilshire. It's mean, a big season for Jack Wilshire. Wilshire in my opinion, Wilshire is better than Ramsey overall in quality. But he hasn't been well, able to show class that. Big shout today, Michael. No, it's a big <laughs> shout. But, no, but the reason I say that is because Ramsey, credit to him, came out from the broken leg and he's yeah. shown because before his broken leg, he was quality. And he had a broken leg. It took him time to come back. He was criticised. Um, he was booed by the fans. Uh, he lost captaincy in um, well, Wales because Gary Spiegel gave it to him. And unfortunately, he passed away. Um, so uh, Chris Coleman now, isn't it? Yep. That gave him that took away the armbands. So his confidence at all time low. But then gave him a new contract. Said, "I believe in you," and he showed his quality. But I still think that Wilshere at top form is a better player. That's my personal opinion. But anyway, um, it's a big season for Wilshere. Hopefully he says injury-free and he can show the quality that I believe that he has and let's see where he goes from there. As for strikers, I see Walcott getting one chance as a striker this year. Yeah. Um, that at the I, end of the season last year proved that he will get a shot up yeah. from. Um, I think Ox will take the left side. I mean, the right side, sorry. The side just on the left. I still think he needs one more striker. Just maybe... Maybe one that's better than Giroud, or maybe one that's young coming up. Somebody, somebody who's a little bit different to Giroud is what I think. Because um, Arsenal haven't really had pace from the striker since Ori. Yeah, your best, your best periods were with well, that's Tim Ori. Yeah, <laughs> but no, so that's, that's the point yeah. is, yeah, he's got pace, and Özil more than anything does brilliantly well with strikers as pace. Because he's just three balls. It's exactly. a, the, the third, right. his, his quality on the ball is second to none. So, with his technique and his vision and all that, you give him a fast strike and you just have more, more goals, goals, goals. I have got a question for um, the Arsenal fan on our podcast. And um, I'm not trying... Who's that, by the way? Kale. Yeah. Did you know? Um, I'm not trying to rub this in the face or uh, be a dig or anything. Just say the But do question. you think 
Arsenal missed out on Morgenstern and do you think that they should have made that Oh, and this happen? isn't a dick? This isn't a deal. This isn't a dick I'm because the piss, this isn't a dick because Cochran, yeah. as good a season yeah. as he did have, I do believe that Flamini isn't going to be enough as backup, no, and I believe that Stadlin is better than him. Don't forget Arteta. And exactly, like the backup to Cochran is not good enough. So it's like if Cochran gets injured, it's it's a problem. It's exactly the same as when Rudy was to get injured for Manchester United. It would be a big problem. So do you think, on the basis of that, that Stanley should be wrapped up before my dad thought about it? Well, you sort of answered my question before I had a, a chance to speak. Yes, I do believe Arsenal missed on Stanley. He's sort of around, he's around the same age as Cochrane, isn't he? 24, yeah. Yep, so... Yes, I do believe Arsenal missed out. Yes, Arsenal should have wrapped it up, but then we've also had a problem wrapping up transfers this year. Again, for some odd reason, I have no idea why. Especially with the rumour that there's a two hundred million pound uh transfer chest, yeah. Um, we've missed out on a few defensive midfielders, of course. Um, even though it probably wasn't going to happen. Vidal was there and he did leave, even though Bayern Munich was his I guess preferred destination. Yeah, he's been to Germany before, probably learned yeah. the language and all that. I mean, last year we had um the chance to get in Luis Gustavo. That didn't work because he went to Wolfsburg, which I mean, yes, he's done well at Wolfsburg this year. But still, Arsenal are the bigger club. So that should have been wrapped up. So we, Arsenal, we, I apologise, Arsenal do have a problem with wrapping up defensive midfielders. I, I, I personally think you would have done that. You would do that by signing. Arsenal don't give us one. But yeah. Um, yeah. one that's there right now, I think you can sign if you offer the right money, is Wanyama. In my opinion, I think Arsenal do a better one Wanyama in there. Someone that wins the ball and just. This is the, this is the problem. And he's good going forward. This but, is the thing. There were so many good defensive midfielders that have just gone. Who were in the market this year? Uh, Ibula went to Porto. Condogbia went to Inter. Condogbia definitely, just, just for me, is just so Vieira. I, I cannot believe that Arsenal. Vieira was a DM though, wasn't he? He could do everything. He, he could, could do everything. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Could could do do I mean, Gilberto Silva was 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 the that, guy that, that showed up. That was a world class. Yeah, that was. Yeah, he was fantastic. I loved it. And you've got had any player of those two like ilk as Cochrane is. As good as he has been last season, he's not a Gilberto Silva. He's not a Patrick Vieira. Condogbia has all the marks of being... No, maybe not as good as Patrick Vieira because Vieira was arguably one of the greatest Premier League midfielders of all time. But he could have been an absolutely outstanding player for Arsenal. And I'm shocked that no other Premier League team was in for him when he, and let him sort of just waltz to Inter Milan. Yeah, I agree with that. Um... The only thing, yeah, that's, that, that's just two areas I think Arsenal need to improve on. Just that defensive midfield and left back. That's it. Two, not not three, like every season past. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you've 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 covered the one area now. That's okay. goalkeeper. Chesney's, uh, Chesney's gonna go permanently next year. That's the um, yeah, to my boys. That's because I don't think I think he'd, he would have been better for an, on, in terms of a long term deal in terms of instead of a spinner. But then again, goalkeepers peak late. So, Ospina's not old either, so it's not exactly a bad thing. We'll, we'll talk about transfers now. Ins are uh, Peter Cech from Chelsea, £10 million. Great signing, as we've, yeah. we've clearly highlighted in this podcast. And a confusing one so far. Not confirmed today, but um, Donnell Mallon from Ajax. He's a young um, 16-year-old striker. Uh, 
unconfirmed, but IX Academy boss uh, Wim Jong says the deal has happened. No, it's happened. It's happened. It's happened, yeah. Okay, so that is, well, you mentioned a young up and coming striker, 16 year old. Uh, don't know, Malin might fit that though. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't if, think if he meant that young, bro. No, 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 <laughs> but no, that, I mean, it's a good sign in terms of like he's got massive potential, whether he realizes it or not, and hopefully he doesn't go through anything bad in his yeah, development. Um, but you know, if Arsenal managed to get him, Chris Willock, Zellalem, and Nabry coming through in the future, then you really got your future set. Isn't Dan Crowley out on loan as well? Like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think so, not yet. Not but, yet, but um, outs so far are Carl Yankers, who's gone to West Ham United again on loan. Again, should have been made permanent, I guess. Um, Ainsley Midland-Niles has gone to Ipswich Town on loan. Yaya Sonogo has gone to Ajax on loan. Few. Um, Abu Dhabi has gone to Marseille for free. Lucas Podolski got Galatasaray on an undisclosed fee. John Terrell has gone to Birmingham on loan. And as we highlighted in this podcast just a few minutes ago, Wojciech Chesney has gone to Roma on loan. Diaby upsets me. Yeah, Diaby could have upsets could've everybody. Been a, yeah. But he was, he, he was brilliant. He was going to be very, very good. Injuries, it, it just, it, it's, it's destroyed him. It's not fair. Yeah. Hopefully he can get a new start at Marseille and go injury-free. But that's take the time with him. Because he's very, very literally out. got a rapid with bubble wrap. Um, Carl Jenkinson, I mean, him signing a new contract before going back on loan obviously means that Wenger rates him. Maybe he doesn't see a future for um, Dubuishi now because Dubuishi got injured and all that. But, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that. Personally, like you said, I think he should have gone permanently because at West Ham, he's a definite star. Um, as for everyone else leaving, I do agree with it. I saw Chesney going on loan. I think everyone did anyway, so... I mean, no, it's a good chance for winning for Arsenal, in my opinion. There's two more errors, like I said, that I think they need to prove, but Petr Cech is going to win you 15, 20 points yeah. extra. Yeah. So, that's why that's why I think personal Arsenal will form a title challenge this year. Um, Rumours, we're going to go to Rumour. Uh, Lacazette is happy to stay at Lyon. Aubameyang is happy to stay at Dortmund. Good. Higuain apparently is going nowhere, according to Napoli. Very good. Benzema is happy to stay at Real Madrid, according to his agent. Was that really ever going to happen? Well, that's the question. That's, he's, there was a... Uh, was it? He posted a picture on Instagram, which, which was detailed as cryptic. Oh, but but he, it turned out he was going on holiday people, to him. People, China, yeah, people really into football things too much. Yeah. Like, sometimes just let it go. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, let, let, let's let's finalise this. He's going nowhere. No Simple as. No you're all going to like real arsehole. Yeah, you, 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 you made that pass as well about Ramos. It's like stop, stop, stop making noise. It's done. Well, the thing is that you know the history is that as well with Schneider. But um, going back to Arsenal and Benzema, um, just because I want to, I just I don't know why we seem to get our hopes up about players when you just don't see them going. You know what? You know I I kind of wish. Arsenal would get Benzema only because it'd be nice to see Premier League now taking the best from the league up. Instead of the other way around. It always yeah. happens the other way around. And now Bayern Munich are so much of a force that if um they get their way and we start producing some world class talents again, they'll think, hey, you know what, let's sign him as well. I mean, there's, well, he's always, in my opinion, he's not really world class. If you know me, I, you know, I don't rate him. But at some point, they'll lose Raheem Sterling. Just an example. A player that does well and then leads to the big boys outside the country. Yeah. It's going to get to a point where every time we develop a top talent, they're just going to work to Madrid and Barcelona. The hair's doing it now, yeah. pretty much. So, um, 
it would be nice for Arsenal to sign Benzema. I'd like that. I'd love that. It would be nice, but the fact of the matter is, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Benzema is Florentino Perez's baby, and um, he's just not going anywhere. Anyway, other rumors are that um, Wenger has said that Arsenal no, no longer need to sell, which seems apparent last year as well. Yeah. Um, Wenger laughs off statements that Arsenal have two hundred two hundred million pounds to spend in the transfer market in the uh, in the bank. Uh, Bellerin has signed a long-term deal keeping with Arsenal. Uh, Walcott has extended his contract with Arsenal, as has Santi Carzola. Walcott, 140,000 a week. I won't say anything on that. Um, Please say something. Nah, I, think, I, think, I, I, think that's, I think that says it all. I yeah. think the thing is, that, I think is that if we did go to... Um, any team would live in Liverpool. If you need to go to... The thing is, if, we did, if any player that Arsenal wanted went to another team because they didn't offer 140,000, There'd be uproar that Arsenal didn't offer that amount of money. I, I just don't so understand. So you can't have it both ways. I don't understand how because he signed a one-year contract. I don't understand it, wasn't it before this one? And um, he signed that for hundred thousand a week. I don't understand the reason behind that. In the sense of like, why did they let him get away with that? But anyway, uh, the Higuain deal or non-existent deal, I should say. Um, the only reason why I think Arsenal shouldn't go because I do rate him, but in big moments, he he just doesn't do it. And Arsenal next season are going to have every season they have a lot of big moments that determine whether oh are they going to win this game out push yeah. them on there or is this another one of those days where they just suddenly just fall off again. He's not that one. Um, Aubameyang, I don't rate him. Uh, who's our uh, fast rate Aubameyang? No. Okay. Who's our <laughs> Lacazette? Lacazette. Uh, first season did very well. I want to see him do well again. Uh, French. I don't like to trash leagues, but. French league is a different beast. It hasn't been the same since Lyon was dominant. At least it's at least it's a little bit more competitive. Yeah. Um, on the Aubameyang thing. No, it isn't. PSG just completely take over. On the Aubameyang thing, it's not that I don't think he's. That it's not that I think that he's not good. It's just a case of. He's very quick, at best, in my opinion. I don't think he's got good first touch dribbling. Oh, that's that's like that, average finish. That sounds fairly familiar to a certain Mister Thierry Henry that came from Juventus. But Thierry Henry was. In his first season, just became like a monster. Also, Thierry Henry is a one off. And I think Henry always had that quality. I just think it just took a manager to bring him out. Bamiyang mm-hmm. has technically made his big move already, and he hasn't really impressed me. In my, that's just me. So, okay. yeah. Um, A team that also didn't really impress everyone in England, I guess, is Manchester City. Um, Let's go to them now, even though they did finish second, which is. Kind of sad well, to, to say that yeah. they didn't impress anybody. But anyway, um, 79 points, 45 goal difference, 38 conceded, 83 scored. Top goal scorer is uh, Sergio Aguero with 26, David Silva on 12, Yaya Torre with 10, Frank Lampard on 6, James Milner with 5 top assists, uh, Sergio Aguero with 8, uh, Jesus Navas. Or Jesus walks on eight. Oh, oh for God's sake! No. Um. David Silva with seven and uh, Samir Nasri on six. Jesus walks. And Jesus um, walks. with six as well. Um. Let's see. Was it bad? Was it a particularly bad season? Finishing second is exactly just... a poor season, but in terms of the manner in which it happened. Always, I always say this. They and Chelsea were running away, and I don't know how. I, I can't me. I can't understand how you can go from being in a title challenge to the next weekend being talked about, maybe finishing out. Even though it's very unlikely, 
finish outside the top four. That's the kind of season that City had. Also, they need to find out a way to retain the title without giving up a poor defence. Because, yeah, we can talk about my United finishing seventh. That defence was the worst defence in Premier League history. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But every year, you seem to definitely struggle to keep that Premier League title. Arsenal, City needs to find a way of doing that. I like the direction they're going in in terms of refreshing the squad, trying to bring for more younger talent. But they still got a way to go, in my opinion. Mangala is a shocker. Um, Galkishi. They've let go better defenders on this side, yeah. recently. Galkishi's okay. Zabaleta is still very, very, very good, so I'm not going to deny that. Um, getting old, though, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the other issue with City, though. The only thing is that think... they're, they're an aging team for when they last won the league. The only thing that they're confusing me, though, in terms of their transfers, because um, they've signed, obviously, um, Sterling. I'm assuming that'll be Aguero, Sterling, and Silva as a front three. Now it's the midfield that confuses me. Now, F- Fernando, never good enough. They had a really good Fernandinho-Torre yeah, partnership, and then they broke it up to play Fernando more, which yeah. I just didn't understand. Um, I don't know where they're going with this whole De Bruyne thing, because... In essence, uh, Yaya Torre, not he's not lazy, but he doesn't like to do defensive work. And if you're bringing in De Bruyne as well, he's not a defensive player in any aspect. Of his game is to create and go forward. He does not come back. So, maybe if they can convince, I mean, I shouldn't say convince, because he plays for you, you're the manager, you should tell him what to do. But if Yaya Torre is going to play that box-to-box role, and then Fernandinho sits back, and then De Bruyne is the one that stays forward, that could work. But I don't know where they're going with it because they've already lost Milner and to be honest, I actually forgot who also signed. So they yeah. signed Patrick Roberts and they've signed Fabian Delph. Yep, um, Fabian Delph. Delph. Oh, Delph. Fabian Delph from Aston Villa for 8 million, Patrick Roberts from Fulham for 12 million, and Raheem Sterling from Liverpool for 14 million. Can we just say the homegrown quota is killing Manchester City's transfers? They, they're going around snatching any English talent they can that's half decent because of it. It's killing. But it's also it's, killing English young players because Patrick Roberts should have given should have been given a couple of years at Fulham. There was a stat that he didn't even finish an entire game. Exactly. Yeah. Fulham wasn't. I think. I think. No, he he has got talent. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. But um, I always say moving to City is a big risk for any kid. In general, Especially for any Englishman. Yeah, because in essence, CR club that, and it's the same as Chelsea, if you're young and you're good, they will sign you, they will, or they will attempt to sign you. If you sign for them, that's up to you. But if they find someone abroad that's even better, no problem stopping they will, Exactly. No problem. No the problem. only young English player that was signed by Man City who succeeded was Joe Hart. But he's a top class goalkeeper, and that's the difference. That's the that's the big difference. And but then if, is if if Manuel Neuer or Ter Stegen were available or De <laughs> Gea, yeah. if anybody else who is better than Joe Hart suddenly became available they, and they brought him in, that's yeah. Joe Hart on the scrap team. Yeah, um, Delph confuses me. One because he's a liar, and um, well, this he he put his hands up. He bent his knees, he jumped around in a circle, and he joined Manchester City. You got a reference? Yeah, I got a reference. You I, get a reference? I'm going to see that song later on. Yeah, it's uh, called a U-turn. Yeah. It's called a U-turn, man. It's called a U-turn. I know, I know. Cool. <laughs> um, you know what? Don't ever... See, 
this is, see, this is this is this is perfect because everyone always says there's no loyalty in football, and this is case in point. Even just to see this one, I said, "Oh, you know, what? I'm the captain. I'm, I'm looking to stay for a number of years." Two days later, he just see him walking in for a medical city, um, city whatever staff medical staff. That's because he wants to be in the team that's playing Champions League. Yeah, he wants to be in the team. He's not gonna play, that, but he wants yeah, to be yeah. part of that. Why don't you think he's going to play? Because he's not better than what they've got on offer. Okay. It's that simple. No, I think he will play. I think he'll play off the bench for the last five minutes of the game. Well, when they're winning, they're winning. Yeah, yeah, when they win, they just want to close the game down. So a, a, a Dolphin top form doesn't beat Fernando. A Bel- doesn't beat. Oh, no, no, a no, Dolphin no, no, top form doesn't beat Fernandinho and Yaya Toure, which is the be- best. He's better than Fernando, but then when they're still talking about trying to get De Bruyne off, then he he should think twice. Also, because if they do sign Kevin De Bruyne or someone that is much better than Del, he's he's becoming a Carling Cup and FA Cup player. It's that simple, in my opinion, and. Patrick Roberts is young. Hopefully, he can get through. I mean, I'm not. I'm a, a fan of the rival, so I don't exactly want City to succeed in anything. But I don't. At the same time, I don't want a young player to see his so career dwindle down. Like I believe Patrick. I believe Patrick Roberts deserves a loan move, but he isn't going to get because of that Hong Kong problem. And as you yeah, know, yeah, got yeah. that loan move. So another youngster that they bought straight away. They've loaned him for two years straight. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. City have pumped a lot of money into their um, their youth system. And instead of waiting for those fruits to bear, they they're trying to buy off people's best and, and do it themselves. They get they get away with it quite easily because you wait for have no backbone. You've they yeah, all the big teams do it though. No 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 no, but I mean but that's wrong. Regardless, it's wrong. Yeah. Because they what was it? What was the rule that they broke? Um, was it financial, 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 fair, financial fair play? So you find them. God knows how many how many million pounds. You Which reduce, is nothing. You, to them, exactly. Yeah. You reduce... Now, this way I liked it, because they reduced the number they could put into their Champions League squad. It didn't really affect them, though. It didn't really affect them, but it was good in the sense that now it's forced you to bring through more homegrown players regardless, because you're obviously not going by the rules. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you just come to an agreement with them and say, oh, yeah, you know what? It's fine. Register players again. And now they're free to spend money again. But the thing is, they are being punished in a way because they're not allowed to have as big a squad for the Champions League as other teams. No, 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 it's gone back to normal. It's gone back to normal. Yeah, them and PSG, they'll have to register as many as they want now. Well, well 25. And the man in charge wants to run for FIFA. Uh, oh, this should be fantastic, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. See, this is the difference between a club like City and like Arsenal and United because Arsenal and United generate their money in the sense that they've got the big fan bases and shirt sales and all that merchandise and because they're big Being names, their football stadium. City, oh yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> City are starting they're not they've still got a long way to get to that level but it's not just slowly gradually slowly i mean now they're big in argentina aguero because of him hmm. but and zabaleta and, and zabaleta yeah um but they're not on that level and that's why they have to keep spending and they keep spending money from the owners maynard are in debt but they generate so much money that now they're getting this under that still the money they can spend is ridiculous because they know they're making that money back and more Quite easily, Arsenal can do that now. They're not paying for the stadium anymore. Arsenal can splash the money and feel comfortable. City have to depend on financial fair play and struggle. Let's talk about their uh, let's talk about their main signing this year. Raheem. Everybody in the in the country, unless you're a Manchester City fan, wants to do this kid. Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling. I don't care. I, I just it, don't it, it, care. Didn't, it didn't really affect me that much. Yeah. But um, but why 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 do people 
want to boo this guy because it's a stupid reason. I once again, I know what I know the main reason why, but let's talk about the footballing reasons. What is he? Is he good enough to to uh, play for City? He will. He will start. Hundred percent. He's better than Navas, in my opinion. So he will start. There you go. Um, it's that simple. Yeah, it's that simple. But they they they're trying to get at him for the fee that City paid. Mm-hmm. No one forced City to throw that foot now. Yeah. Liverpool said they wanted fifty million. City bid a bit. I think thirty million first. I said no. They decided to go to forty nine. They could have just said no. They were not interested. And then Raheem said we'll say Liverpool or maybe someone else would have bid for him. Is it a crime to want more money? Um, I mean, well, you, you work in any job, you want more money. Well, but. They're always going to say, oh, yeah, but he, he does kick a ball for 90 minutes. And, you know, if people want to complain about the amount of money football are getting paid, don't put their money into football. Football's a business. Is that simple? So, if, that, you care, if, you, if it bothers you that much and they're earning that much, don't pay, yeah. uh, don't pay um, Sky Sports. Don't pay BT Sports. Whoever, don't go to the match games. Don't buy the, a franchise. the club will give the manager a wage budget into which he can bring players in and give players wages. If he feels like he wants to give that player that wage, don't complain about it. It's what happens in football. If your son was, or your, your, or you or whatever was playing football for a club and the club offered you two hundred thousand a week and you're earning, I don't know, fifty thousand or something before, would you say no? Unless you really, really, a, really, really, really don't want to move to that club, that's the you thing. Probably say yeah. I think the whole loyalty in football thing is only a thing in sports. In anybody else's regular job, they're looking at that pay rise and thinking. Are my balls staying here when I can get paid this much at my other job? Exactly. And I think people need to realise that that's, that's the way people are, regardless of their I think, occupation. I think where the only, the only um, place Raheem Sterling went wrong was when um, he did that interview with BBC. That's the only place I think he went did wrong. Did he do the interview or was his agent that did the no, interview? No, he, he, he did a little sit-down with um, one of the reporters. Oh, okay. And he just came out and said, I'm not a money grabber, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not insane. Oh, okay. yeah, you don't yeah, need to justify yeah, it. No, if you want to leave, you want to leave. Yeah, yeah, don't justify yourself. If you, you, you made it clear you want to leave, so just forget about it. Your well, agent was the one that was talking a load of nonsense. He didn't do Raheem Sterling any favours. Yeah. Let's talk about the players that have left. Um, Dedrick Boyas has gone to Celtic underscore three. John Gadetti to Celtic Vigo for free. Uh, Jordi Hiwula to Huddersfield Town underscore three. James Bond has gone to Liverpool for free. Mataj uh, Nastasic has gone to Schalke. Uh, they confirmed the deal after his um, loan spell there last year. Scott Sinclair has gone to Aston Villa for undisclosed fee. Enes Unal has gone to Genk on a loan. He just brought him in this year. Uh, Mika Richards has gone to Aston Villa for free. And Negredo has um, finalised his deal to go to Valencia this year. Um, any ba- any players that they should have kept? Milner. That's about it. N- not the Stasic? Um, they, didn't, they, don't, they didn't have time to they, develop the yeah, Stasic. They, they, they didn't want to develop him, so it's better for him to go elsewhere and continue his development. It's the same through. with Savage. Yeah. Savage ended up being a pretty decent defender for Fiorentina, and they just didn't want to develop him in the uh, city. Um, Milner's the only one, just because Milner is a, he's actually very good. Mm-hmm. It's just a case of. I mean, he left his own terms because he knew he wasn't going to start that many games at City and all that stuff, and City always want to bring in new players. That only makes it harder for him to get into the squad. But yes, last season he was arguably one of their best players. So I would have kept him. But, you know, he's gone to Liverpool where he will start in my opinion. So, yeah, apart from that, um, they've done all right. right. Rumours are that Zeko has agreed personal terms with Roma. Deal set to, um, the deal is set to be announced, if not announced by the time you're listening. Uh, Bayern Munich are open to Guardiola Talks, uh, pretty much closing any hope of uh, him going to Manchester City this year or next. Um, talk about Kevin De Bruyne. 
apparently he's happy to resist Manchester City's advances this year. So um, will he be heading to Manchester City? It's doubtful. Um, Jovetic is in Italy for a medical with Inter Milan deal. Tony, that's happened. happened. That's happened. That's happened. So okay, he's signed for uh, Inter Milan, and Paul Pogba isn't happening. Isn't happening. Deal is unlikely to happen, of course. Um, Jovetic, um, I like him. I've always liked him. Should have um, gone to Arsenal the year before, though, shouldn't he? Maybe. Yeah. That's the t- That's a different type of striker that they could have really benefited from. Maybe, but um, no, I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, I, I don't feel like City really got a proper chance. So, um, let him go to Inter. Inter are starting to buy players looking like they're going through some sort of revolution. Maybe he'd be part of that. Maybe bring them back up, get his permanent move, all that stuff. Um, Dzeko, it's about time he left because he's been unhappy for quite a while now. Uh, so, I mean, that would mean that will leave City with Aguero and Boney, which isn't that bad. So, yeah, I mean... More power to them for you. Okay, we're gonna go to uh, the champions now. Go to Chelsea. Uh, There's sh- very little you can say uh, about Chelsea. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> like, just better than everybody else. <laughs> that was evident this year. 87 points, miles ahead of uh, City. 41 goals for, uh, 32 conceded, 73 scored. Top goal scorer, of course, is uh, Diego Costa. He had 20. Eden Hazard with 14, Loic Remy on 7, Oscar on 6, and John Terry with 5. And uh, Cesar Fabregas pretty much blew everybody away in assist tally. 18 uh, assists, Hazard was 2nd with 9, Oscar 3rd with 8, and Vanis Fitch with 5. Let's talk about Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea were fantastic last year, simple. Um, the criticism of their football late was that they, they didn't have to play this attractive, beautiful football because they were so far ahead just keep, the case of just keeping in check of getting points and winning the league. So they were fantastic last year. Um, they sold check. They brought in Begovic, good backup. Um, less, less in terms of quality, but I mean, Courtois are undisputed number one, so that makes sense. Um, very good defence. Uh, Aspen Equator, one of the best in the world now, in my opinion. Right, and left, wherever he wants yeah, to play. in his position. Um, Matic, world-class. Um, I don't know if he's the best defensive midfielder. He is. Between him and Busquets, those two are miles ahead of everyone. They're different opinion. types of defensive midfielders. They're very players, different yeah. types, but they're, they're miles ahead in terms of that, in that position. But, you know, top midfield, great strikers, they brought Falcao in, let's see what happens. Incredibly balanced team from back to front. Chelsea, th- th- I mean, that's why Mourinho, I mean, that's why people, even though they love, they hate him, you have to admit how great he is as a manager because he knows where to improve. But again, they're having that homegrown problem. And that's why they tried to get Arsenal to if, include Ox or Fee, which was never going to happen. That's mm. in a deal to go for check. The homegrown status thing they need to fix, but apart from that, Chelsea, I, I, can't, I can't criticize them. I want to address one thing. I can't. And I've, I've mentioned this before, um, the myth of Chelsea being boring. The, Chelsea are not boring. <laughs> they score more goals than everybody else. They didn't score more goals than Manchester City this year. Apart from City. No, okay, they score more goals than, than most of the teams in the league. They've got a player who could just beat players for fun. Like, they can mix it up. They can, they've got different types of football. They can... They can win pretty, they can win ugly, they can win counter-attack, they can win actually smothering teams. They're very, very, very versatile. They're anything but boring, in my opinion. They're, they're, they're a multifunctional team. I think it annoys other fans how multifunctional Chelsea are. 
Um, I don't believe they're boring, and I think people just say that because people are bored of Mourinho and Chelsea being successful. And it pains me to say that. But dude, it's just—I mean, people are just saying boring because I mean you're used to watching from what people like to watch is the like the bosses, your Arsenal's, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Chelsea when they started slowing it down and just not playing as attractive, I guess that before they didn't have a reason to. But there is the thing is there's so, no there's no right way to play football. That 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 you just play the football where you feel is best to shoot for your team. Yeah, that so, that is. A, that's, that's why I'm really successful because when he feels his team has to play a certain way of football to win the game, they will do it. This might, might not do the same thing. Maybe he has to have awful games and somehow come away with a 1 0 win because then you have to change it up. That's, that's how you do it. I mean, Arsenal, before, in um, the invisible season, versatility is, is. The point. Yeah, it's the point. It's, yeah. it's, it's what makes champions. Yeah, exactly. You know, Arsenal in the invisible season, they drew a lot of their games, but. They did that because they didn't want to lose the game. You don't you don't go in there to play football, a uh, good football, and say, oh, if we lost, it doesn't matter. We play good, good football. You go in there to get three points, minimum one. Yeah. So. That's know, do that's the do. that's the difference. Do. I remember um, at the very end of the season, Mourinho made like a joke about the the, the other two teams, like other two teams challenging, and they were saying that one team um, plays really well up until the winter, they just stopped playing well. Of this bar, but last that, that, that dig. Those, those digs at those clubs were not the same. One team <laughs> passes the ball around, gets loads of possession, but doesn't score enough goals as much as that. And one team fell away later. They, they have, uh, those, yeah. those digs weren't exactly necessary. They weren't, they weren't digs. They, were, they, they made they made sound of that digs, they might have been delivered as digs, but they were based on truth. No, they were, tr- no, they were That's truthful. The they were truthful. They were truthful, yeah. And the idea <laughs> that. Ever since Barca have got this um, run where they've just become one of the most unstoppable forces in football, that they play the right way and every football team should subscribe to their type of football is completely wrong. And I, I'm glad that they don't do that. Because what makes football so interesting is the variety. If everybody plays tiki taka, it's boring because they will really play counter attacking football, which is great to watch. So I'd, I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate for Mourinho's football. Because I believe that like, he does it the right way. You know, you, you aim to win games, so just do what you need to win. Simple as that. Do what you need to win. Indeed, what they believe they need in order to win the next uh, Premier League is uh, a backup Absolutely goalkeeper. nobody. Well, nobody. <laughs> so they haven't really... Um, I don't want to say they've really improved. They haven't really improved anything, but they've, they've, built, they've brought in more to back them up. Um... Asmir Begovic from Stoke City, underscore speed, goalkeeper. That's check left. They needed that, someone to fill that hole. They have done with Begovic. Falcao, as uh, unknown from Monaco. Um, didn't really perform well last year, but um, Mourinho says he wants to show the world the real Falcao. Oh, I bet Falcao does too as well. Um, I'm sick of England's press mugging him off. And um, Chelsea have also brought in... Um, Danilo Pantic from Partizan Belgrade for an underscore speed. And out, just talking about those. Um, Christian Atsu to Bournemouth has gone, yeah, he's gone to Bournemouth on a loan. Yeah, mentioned it a few podcasts ago. Lewis Baker's gone to Vitti's Arnhem on loan. They're a preferred place for uh, their loanies. Uh, Ryan Bertrand last year, of course, went to Southampton for 10 million. Don't know why that's in there. Must have, should have got rid of it. Oh well. Isaiah Brown has gone to, um, Yes. Vitez uh, uh, Arnhem uh, on uh, loan again. Petr Cech, Arsenal, 10 million. 
Andreas Christensen to Anton Borussia Mönchengladbach on loan, Marco Van Ginkel to Stoke on loan, Gael Kakuta to Sevilla for an undisclosed fee, Thomas Callas to Mizra on loan, I'm losing my breath again. There you go, breathing. Um, Josh McCracken has gone to Brentford for 750k. Finally, he needed to get out. Finally, according yeah. to my, Michael. Um, as I mentioned, he needed to get out. Yeah, yeah, that you just needed to get out. You just need to get out, yeah, apparently. Okay, and uh, Mario Pasilic has gone to Monaco on loan. Patrick Bamford again. I'm just there's a, it's a long list. Has gone to Crystal Palace on loan. Didier Drogba has gone to Montreal Impact on a free. And Wallace has gone to Capri on loon. Um, can I just count how many loans that is, please? Um, what would be interesting mm-hmm. to see is which one out of the loans actually make it to the first team. Nine, oh, next nine loans. Nine, nine loans. Um, Bamford should probably should be given a chance in the team. But then they keep keeping Remy, so that makes sense. But the rest of them, just get rid of them, man. Because they've got a, lo- a lot of potential in there, but the way after Chelsea operate is sad because someone like Lewis Baker, for example, is very good. Just don't see him. Do Vitesse you aren't. What? Why do Chelsea do? You've got such a big squad. You don't need most these players ain't gonna make it. You must just make money off them. But then that is Chelsea's blueprint, isn't it? Bring a player in and sell him for much sell him, money. Sell him for money, and, and then, if he does well enough, bring then, him back. Circumatic. And then you spend so much money as well, and then. When it comes to comparing what you spent, you decided to bring in net spend instead of gross spend because even though gross spend is what's being discussed, after the fans have to bring about net spend because oh yeah, even though we spent this much money, we put this much money in as well. That's a good point. Well, I don't understand At the about same time, that. You spent a lot of money as well. It's not their money. It's one of the rivals' money. Like it's not, it's not made out as money. It's sponsorship deals money, and made out as fan base buying stuff. It's not the players' money because they're taking it to to refinance themselves. Their net spend record is fantastic, but yeah. we don't we don't talk about net spend, we talk about gross spend and they try to just search for your net spending players. And to be fair, I mean selling so for example Luis for fifty million is a masterstroke because he's not worth fifty million. But Lukaku as well for thirty was pretty good. Luke, exactly, yeah, exactly, that was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. And then Sherlock for I think thirty million as well. I mean they've done well in that aspect. But they do also spend a lot of money and trying to hide behind what you brought in is not the point. So also a player that I forgot to mention has gone. He's gone back to a player from Judaism, Felipe Luis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's another well they, they lost eight hundred K on that, so at least they lost some sort of money on that one. Yeah. Um discuss Mourinho. He's the best badger in the league. He's a troublemaker. Next question. <laughs> he's a troublemaker. He's a troublemaker though, yeah. He's a big, big troublemaker. He, he says some things that are just not necessary at times. Like, allow it. There's no need to say it. But Especially what he said a few a few days ago as well. No, that wasn't his fault. About what? Benitez. That no, wasn't no, no, no. his fault. His, that his, wasn't his, his fault. His wife had no reason to come and open her mouth. So she, he deserves that. Well, she deserves Well, uh, he doesn't really... Okay, they both deserve it because Benitez has spoken a lot about Marina in the past. But, um, no, apart from that, he's the best. So I, I can't criticise him apart from just stop moaning so many tears up. I thought we were going to wrap it up this, this, we're going to wrap up this podcast this week. Um, we're going to wrap it up with uh, transfer deals on those. So, Darren, take yeah. it away. You know what time it is. Chico time? No, not Chico time. Oh. Which is a really dated reference, by the way. I know. You um, know what it is. <laughs> basically, I go out, look at the transfers, pick the best one, tell you why I think the person, the best transfer. Um, so yeah, I'm about to. We've got um, Charles and Bemba um, going to... Newcastle from Andalex, James Chester going from Hull to West Brom. I think we mentioned him as one of the better players that went down 
a couple podcasts ago. So that's great foresight on our behalves. Um, Just giving us that crazy. Yeah, Jun A U for um, Villa and Stephen Bargui for um, Watford and finally Sergio Romero for United. Manchester United. And Stephen Corker. And Stephen Corker on a, a year long run from QPR to Southampton. This was pretty hard to do because there isn't any like big names or, or names that have been like you can say are really good players. Just James Chester coming from a relegated team with a defence, you can't really say that he's proper quality. But I'd like to give the transfer deals of wheels to Mbemba because Newcastle need good defenders. And I'm hoping to God that he's a good defender. And from what I've read about him, he's strong, good in the air, relatively quick, and not Colacini. So, um, but hopefully for them, he turns out as well as I think he might do. But that's it, really. That's 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 transfer deals and wheels. That's transfer deals and wheels indeed. Um, so where can they find us? Find us, guys. They can find us on SoundCloud. Yes, they can. What's the website? www.soundcloud.com slash free in midfield. It's quite simple. It's quite simple indeed. And that's the number free though. Yeah, number oh, free. Actually, no, I like it's free. Let the word free. The number free is on a podcast, which is free I midfield. Yep, on Twitter. And where else can they find us? Uh, you can find our own individual ones, I guess. Um, at Michael M I C H A E L. That's not a dig at you. That's long gone. That's so a dig at you. That's yeah, not. It's not. No, someone. Someone. Someone tried to find me on Twitter and they kept spelling my name wrong. K O J O O S E I. Got it. Good. Got it. Asante Darren. A S A N T E. Darren. You can find me on the pseudonym of Paranoid Android if you're a radio. Or that. DC underscore Maxim 33. And, uh, oh, yeah, we've got a website now. Uh, com, which leads into the praise for this host here. He's done a lot, Kale. He, yeah, he's, yeah, he's done pretty damn well. So, do yourselves a so, favour and look at his good work by checking out our website. I'm going to hear this one time. I love you, man. We're going to have a few blog entries put in every so often. Or different ideas and different viewpoints of football. There's a there's a, a blog that Kale wrote about grassroots football up there, which I encourage everybody to have a look at. And I will be doing um weekly analysis on like games or like transfers or whatever's going on in the world of football. Uh, I'll do one every Wednesday and either Saturday or Sunday, so you guys can check that out as well. I'll throw that in there. That will be on our website too. That's yeah. the Twitter feed. There's a Twitter feed on the website as well, and the latest ep- episode of our uh, the latest episode will be up on the website as well. Well, we are your hosts. Thank you for joining us. I am Cahill. That's Darren over there, and Michael is right next to me as well. And before we go, I'd like to thank all of the followers that have recently followed our account. We're of very course, very yes. grateful. Yeah, keep following us on. Just keep following us. <laughs> <laughs> keep following us. Yeah, of course. Thank you very much and goodbye. Bye.